Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to episode, oh, what are we on, 201, we celebrated our 200th episode last week and went to a battleship, this week we're celebrating episode 201 with an interview, is it an interview or just a chat with my daughter? Just clearly? a chat, yeah, don't okay, make it, right. don't put pressure on it. <laughs> now do you want me to, for the, for the listeners at home, do you want me to refer to you as my daughter or Kiki or Kiralee? Um, whatever comes naturally. <clears throat> I think Kiki. Yeah. Yeah, because it's pretty cash. Yeah. Should we tell the good people listening why we call you Kiki? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when my daughter, she's my oldest daughter, she's uh, 19, nearly 20 years old next, no, not next month, the month after. I know, that's weird. It is weird. We'll talk about that soon. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when you were born, uh, you just constantly leaked. So poo, wee, vomit, <laughs> and tears. Just every time, you're just constantly leaking. So that became, you became leaky. And then that became Kiki. Uh, and I say Kiki, but you say Kiki. I did say Kiki, and I was very strict about that, yeah. I reckon, for most of my life. And then I've just gotten used to people calling me Kiki now, so yeah, I go with that. I'm yeah. a sheep. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so before we started, uh, you, were, you were feeling nervous. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about nerves. I wanted to talk about why we feel them, how we can work through them, um, are they a good thing? Are they a bad thing? And I thought by talking about nerves, then that actually might make you feel a little bit more like everything's okay. Or yeah. does it make you feel worse? No, I reckon it'll make me feel like <coughs> everything's okay. Probably should have asked you before, really. Yeah, yeah. no, because I can feel my face getting red now. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's okay, though. But, it, but I reckon, like, everyone's the same. doesn't matter who you are. Even if you, I reckon, even if you're a public, like a well-known public speaker, I think it's still, there's still an anxiety before you go out and do it. And someone told me years and years ago, that you fake it until you make it. You just pretend. So like you're acting, you're an actor. Mm. You've done acting. Um, so you pretend until it feels more natural. Mm. So like even with driving, riding a bike, you practice or you pretend or you, you pretend what you know what you're doing until it gets better and better and better. And that's, all, that's how I've sort of approached nerves over the years. But I've got friends who and people that I know who think, oh, Luke doesn't get nervous. But I 100% do, mm. 110%. I definitely feel nerves. I feel anxiety. I feel like, oh, geez, I've got to do this. Uh, probably the last time was when, do you remember years ago when you and I sang a song at um, Antoinette's uh, mum's wedding? Mm. Yeah. So I just before... The, you were you nervous. I was nervous. I didn't tell you because I think... Putting it out there yeah. makes you feel it more. If you talk about it, it's a thing. Mm. So if you don't talk about it, it doesn't need to be a thing. It mm. might be a thing for you still, but you can work through that. So just before we went on to the little decking to sing, hey, what was it called? Ba- uh, um, it was... The Sonny and Cher song. Was yeah. It hey, babe? No. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. That's it. <clears throat> so just before, I was in the Porter Dunny that they had there. 
crapping my guts out. Right. Uh, honestly, I was like, Jesus. And I, I was surprised a little bit as well. But then I thought, well, it's been a few years since I've been on stage and sang and done that kind of thing. And even though it was friends and family and like all well, that, like, I still felt nervous. I still mm. felt, oh, Jesus. For me, that makes me more nervous. Oh, really? Yeah, like in front of friends and family and people I oh, know. I thought you meant hearing your dad crapping him. No, <laughs> no, that would have actually made me less nervous if yeah, I knew that. Maybe I should have told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I'm way more nervous, like singing in front of people I already know. I yeah, would much okay. prefer a crowd I don't know. Yeah, well, I remember me and Because they have no, like, pre assumptions or judgments or anything. Like, they don't really know what they're getting into. But my family mm. and friends who, like, Oh, Kiki loves singing. Like she should be great at this. You know what I mean? They yeah. already have a bit of which is funny though because they're the ones. If they love you, they're not going to judge you. Yeah, they're going to love you. Could be really bad, and they'll go. It's really good. You but I think that bad. they. I think that that's what they show. They wouldn't judge, but on the inside, they're probably like, "Oh, she said she was good." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, me and Warren. I remember having this discussion years ago about when we used to do the gigs and stuff with the band. I always preferred. A bigger crowd because mm. I felt less nervous definitely because I couldn't focus on any particular face yeah and when I say we weren't like doing thousands of people there might be like I don't know two three dozen people there right but I like that more because not everyone is sitting and focused on you for one mm. and two um yeah as I say it became a bit of a blur it was just a blur of faces well yeah. when it was like you know a dozen people or less yeah. <laughs> we did gigs like that then it was like they're sitting there and it's quiet and they're watching you. Like, yeah. they're sitting there like, entertain me. Yeah. Make, you better make this good. And it was like, oh, hi, how you yeah. going? <laughs> you know, yeah. definitely felt it then. But, yeah, I don't know. I think nerves are a funny thing. And and I like I was telling your boyfriend Tate before, um, who's not with us tonight. He was going to be with us, but he sort of uh, had other things to do, let's say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to embarrass him. No. But, um <laughs> He had the runs. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, yeah, like I was saying to Tate before, um, uh, I because I like doing certain things that do put you in the spotlight, do put me in the spotlight, like uh, even my career in sales and stuff like that or mm. singing on stage or whatever or even this kind of thing to a certain degree as well. Because I like it, I enjoy these things, I force through the nerves or mm. the weirdness or that awkward feeling and just go, ah, oh, let's just go. Let's mm. just go for it because I want to enjoy it. Mm. And, and like I've taught you all these years, that shyness or that nervousness, it will hold you back. Mm. And I don't want to be held back. Mm. I want to be able to go, Hey, this is me. And I want to meet new people. It even comes down to little things like that. Like going, if you're at a party and mingling and going up to someone and going, g'day, how you going? You know, you never know that person you, kind of force yourself to go up to and say hello to might become your best friend mm. and like i mean I know you're doing your endota spa schooling at the moment mm. and you, how did you go with that like did you feel that you wanted to be the shy girl in the background or did you feel like you wanted to sort of push yourself and make friends mm. or how did you how did you approach that well this is actually it's good that we're talking about this because this is actually something like i've been thinking about every day it's been in my life more I think because, like, moving to a different place and being around all different people and meeting all Tate's friends and going to Endota and stuff, mm. like, it's a whole different world, it feels like, lately. <clears throat> and, like, in school, when you were telling me that, because I was, like, pretty awkward and shy, like, through a lot of schooling, mm. and then something did click. I think it was when I, think it was when I did Rock of Ages and I yeah, got the yeah. lead. And it was, like, something I'd really wanted, and then... 
I had to be confident for that role. Like, mm. I just had to be. That's right. And then I just started getting more people around me and I felt better. And then it was like, I was really, but I, well, I was very nervous underneath, but it was like, I seemed like I was confident. So I had to keep playing at that and I yeah. had to keep faking it. Which is even, when you think about it, it's <clears throat> even harder to do as a teenager, yeah. as a young person to be in that position and try and force through it. That's even harder than a silly old man like me trying to do <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like it really is because you already might have insecurities and, and lack of confidence and thinking, oh, what are my peers going to think? And and let's face it, teenagers are very judgy, mm. like very judgy. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. So you, like so yeah, my hat goes off to you that you were even able to do any of it really when mm. you were that young, you know. Mm. Yeah. But then it was like, then I had the best years. Like mm. when I just, it was like I got so confident and good and like feeling good about myself. It was fake and then it just started becoming real. Like you said, fake it till you make it. Mm. And it did start becoming real and I just felt really great and I just didn't care and I like didn't care about being nervous or anything. I was just like, I just didn't care. Like it was, that was, that was what it was. I had no cares. Mm. So and that, then, so that buzz yeah. fed your confidence yeah. and made you which, go, wow, I can do this then. Yeah, which yeah. really... It has its a lot of good sides. Like at the time, I felt like it was great, but I have thought about it since, and it's like I think because I was so not caring that I I didn't really have true solid friendships. Like oh, I had, okay. yeah. I had people around me that were like feeding off of the energy and like the confidence and stuff. Oh yeah, but not proper solid friendships. And, and because, they were all actors, so they're yeah, all good exactly. at doing that as well. Oh <laughs> yeah, all pretending. Yeah, you're great, man. Yeah. yeah, but I think about this all the time because then. Like, and lately within Dota, I always think, like, I always go back to, oh, I was so confident then. And I just, like, mm. had all these people and I didn't care and stuff. But I was speaking to Tate about it and he was telling me, because he's a bit like that with his friends. He's just very, like, energy and confidence mm. and stuff and they all love it. But then he has realised a lot of them are just there for that and to feed uh, off the energy. Okay. They're not yeah. real friends. But... That's why Big was his friends with me because yeah. <laughs> he just feeds off my energy. Yeah. But... <laughs> But then, but anyway, so then COVID happened and I think that really like, well, everyone felt isolated, but Mm. being in year 12 during COVID, like after the year, like that I thought was the best year of my life, like I was friends with everyone. I was going to parties. I was in the, I was in the school musical, like all this stuff, this whole big buzz. And then Mm. it was just like this drop. So it was a massive high and then went straight down to a massive low. Yeah. Yeah, And it was like, yeah. yeah, And it was like, I felt very isolated and I just realized these people weren't really my friends because they were just gone. Yeah. And then there's a thing floating around in the interwebs at the moment. I, I don't, I don't do this, but I can sort of understand the philosophy behind it where it says, um, like I saw a little video the other day where someone said, don't ring anyone and see who reaches out. Mm. But then if everyone's doing that, no one's No one will. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because you could be thinking that and the other person could be doing the same. Yeah, exactly. But So I I sort of think that's crap. I Mm. think if you want to reach out to someone, just do it, whenever it is. If Mm. it's six months down the track or two days down the track or whatever, you know, just reach out. But anyway, keep going, Mm. sorry. Yeah, but then, so it was this high and then this big low. And then, like... Yeah, probably a lot of people, I sort of, it felt like I forgot how to interact with people and how to socialize because I was yeah. like on my own, in my own little world. And then after that, being out of high school, so there wasn't even like this whole setup where... Yeah, because your last year of high school was the first year of COVID, wasn't yeah, it? 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so like if I had gone back to school, like if COVID was through schooling, but then I went back, I mm. feel like that would have been easier because it's like 
you're in that setup where you sort of have to make friends. Like you're yeah. just, it's like you're it's around true. everyone and friendships happen no mm. matter what. And it's like, it's good and bad because it's good. Cause it's like you have, you, you pretty much will make friends or you will be around people. But then it's also like, you can't really choose your friendships cause it's just who you're around. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, anyway, so not going back to school, being at school and having this great time and then being isolated and then being in the world. Yeah. Like that's, there was no... I never looked at it that way, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's bound to have had an effect on you. Yeah. And it's, that's huge when you think about it because your, your brain's still developing. You're, 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 you know, like you said, you went from a really high to having the greatest year of your life, you mm. said, so which that's huge. Mm. Um Lots and lots of positives. Like you said, you were the lead role in Rock of Ages up on stage. And, mm. you know, I, I made everyone get up and do a standing of ovation. Yeah, so you're, you're getting a lot of love and yeah. a lot of attention. And suddenly, boom, yeah. like the drop of 2020 COVID. Yeah, and then and you're in like, your room. You only had us. You know, yeah. not, 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 I know you love us and you were happy with that. Yeah. But, but it's still like, oh, you and know, then, like that's huge. Yeah. And then it was like, good luck in the world. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. And and wow. that's that's like how it is with everyone. Like I really think there should be like we've spoken about this heaps. There really should be a class in school called life where you oh, learn yeah. how to survive in the real world. Learn but, how to deal with stuff like that. Learn how to yeah. deal with huge negatives and and dramas and all that kind of stuff yeah. as well. As well as like learning how to pay bills and how to pay your taxes and yeah. all that kind of stuff as well. So yeah. so it's like <coughs> that for everyone going out of high school. It's a bit of a shock, but I think for the people who graduated, like in the beginning of COVID, it was mm. really even more like that. Yeah, you know what? I've never really thought about that. And yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a real eye-opener because yeah. I think that would have been... Oh, I don't know if traumatic is, a word, is the right word. Maybe that's excessive. I don't know. You tell me. But mm. but that is a lot to go from, yeah, it's from the positive to the not so great. <laughs> and then, bang, you're on your own now. Like, this is the world. <clears throat> you need to get a job. You need to do this. You know, yeah. yeah and then through COVID, like losing all the people who I thought were my friends and mm. then it it's like it's unfortunate but it's like the way of the world like a lot of the time meeting people online and especially oh, yeah, yeah. during that time because mm. it was like you couldn't go that's out that's all anyways. you could do exactly yeah, that's right, so yeah. I did and it, ju- it just felt like I really and I've been thinking about it a lot within Dota now it just felt like I really forgot how to make friends and how to socialize yeah. and then so it's like something I think about every day. And so then just just for the <clears throat> listeners, just give us a bit of background on what Endota is and, and, and what it is and why you're doing it now. Okay, so Endota <laughs> Spa is um, it's like a company of spas around the world, but they actually have a college. Um, but when we say spas, we don't mean jacuzzis. We mean oh, no, no. <laughs> a day spa. Yeah, day spa. Yeah. They have salons as well. Most um, of it, just so you know, and I don't know if this is sexist or not, but most of our listeners are probably male okay. between the age of 15 okay. and 55. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so they go, spa? What? Yeah. Are you That's... building spas? <laughs> so, yeah, it's like where you get all, like, the massages and do all the skincare and makeup and all that sort of, like, beauty mm. stuff. And I'm doing a course in beauty therapy, so that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. So, so, so it's like a... Um, so you get a degree at the end or a diploma? Diploma. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're sort of, after a few years out of school, mm. like inverted commas school, now mm. bang, you're straight back into a classroom environment mm. and now and now kickoff. So now you're like sitting there going, oh, I've forgotten how to approach people. Yeah, yeah okay. completely. And like... That's interesting. Yeah. So on, on the first day, I was really, I, I wasn't that nervous. I thought I was going to be way worse, but I was okay. I was just telling myself like, just 
you don't you don't want to be shy. Mm. You don't want to just sit in the back and not talk to anyone. Like mm. you want to make friends. And it's sort of like I don't I really hate the awkward phase of like small talk and stuff. I really hate yeah, small talk. Yeah. I just want to yeah, be it's like hard, isn't it? Yeah, cuz in in school when I was socializing all, that's all I can relate it to cuz that's yeah. when I was making friends. Mm. But I was I didn't really have that phase. It was like I would have lots of different best friends cuz it was straight away like let's go have a sleepover, let's hang out. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't have the phase of like there's no slow build up no yeah. so I really don't know how to do that mm. and I was just like I don't I know I don't want to be that that one in the class just being quiet so I was like I just have to force myself like no matter how awkward I feel whatever I just have to force myself and I sort of did but not really well tell the story because I thought it was pretty funny tell the story about when you went and sat on the chair at the table of everyone and then the girl came back remember no. Remember you told me the <laughs> told me the story where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go and be confident, and then you went and sat down and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's what happened. Yeah, because I walked, so I walked story, in. Yeah. yeah, I walked in. and I was like, oh, like I was feeling pretty nervous, but in my head, I was like, no, you're just you're not gonna go sit by yourself. That's what you want to do, mm. but you're gonna go. You're gonna force yourself to go sit with them. You're just gonna make friends. So I went. Was there a <laughs> sorry to interrupt? But was there a? I'm trying to picture it. Was there a particular group that you were drawn to or was it kind of like one big group? It was group? the first... No, everyone was sort of... There were a few people on their own. There were a few people sort of sitting awkwardly together. Yeah. Um, but for me, I didn't think about it. It was the first table I saw. Oh, like, okay, I was just okay. going to go sit with them. Yep. And I just saw an open chair and I went and sat there and I was like, hey, guys. Like, I was for- forcing myself. And then I was talking to them. We were just talking about, like, everyone did say how they were nervous, and that was pretty good. That's good, yeah. Um, and I was sitting there. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I've done it. And then a few seconds later, this girl walks back and, like, looks at me all awkwardly, and she's like, uh, that's my spot. And, yeah. she, <laughs> and I was sitting in her spot. So that, I did feel like, oh, my God. And like that, that has it. the ability, yeah, to yeah. bring it all crashing down, like, yeah. all your confidence in that moment to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to go sit yeah. in the corner. <laughs> but luckily, you know, like, that, and that's another thing. I tell myself everyone feels like that. And mm. the, the more we're getting closer now and everyone's, like, telling each that's other good. that we yeah. all feel like that. But she actually, did, she pulled out another chair for me and said, oh, oh that's good. Us. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, see, you've taught me something tonight because like when we were talking before about doing the gig let's call it a gig for um my mother-in-law mm. nanny paulie mm. um i thought i was doing the right thing by leading by example of how confident i was mm. but like you said just before and this is the first time i've heard it but well, this is the first time i admitted that i was nervous mm. but it would have been better for you if i'd said to you oh, i'm nervous too darling yeah you know and i, I think that's so. interesting because yeah. I, I i honestly and i feel bad now but I had a completely different mindset. My yeah. mindset was like, no, nah, we've got this. Come mm. on. Everything's okay. You mm. know, trying to be that guy rather mm. than, yeah. But now I kind of see it makes sense to be telling you, yeah, no, I, mm. we're going to have fun though. I'm, that, I, but I'm just as nervous. I've got the runs. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Because I think that's a good thing. Because as you say, like, if you talk about it too much, then you really, it is a thing. And you're really like, oh God, I yeah. really feel it. But I think talking about it with like, the crowd, like yeah. not to tell them or like talking about it with other people. Like maybe you don't say too much and I'm so nervous because then it, like you will feel it more. But with the people who are involved, like the Indota Spa girls, mm. knowing that they all felt the same, it's like, oh, you're not alone. Yes, yeah. a sigh of relief. That, like, oh, yeah. okay, we're all in big, the same boat. That's yeah. a big part of it for me that I was like, oh, I seem so awkward. I seem so shy, like feeling mm. like alone in that. And then when everyone feels the same, it's like, oh, it's Isn't okay. it funny how, I'm getting deep now, but yeah. isn't it funny how we kind of, 
as a species, we kind of need to be accepted. Yeah. We, it's comforting to know that we fit in. Yeah. In a way. Like we all, we're all, I know you're very individual. I've, I've always sort of prided myself on being fairly individual and all that kind of things. And I'm sure everybody else has as well. But at the same time, we still want that unity. We still mm. want that connection. We still want to be part of something. We still want to have a, a friend. We yeah. still, you know, whatever it is, we all kind of need that still. Definitely. And even though you're in an environment like a, when you, when you've gone back into school where, you could do anything like you you could you could uh write your own script you mm. know what i mean like you could be anyone or anyone you anything you wanted mm. but at the same time it was important for you to go i just want to have some friends and sit down and have a laugh yeah. you know and there's not, absolutely nothing wrong with that i think that's good yeah. yeah yeah all right well we'll go to a quick break yeah and uh we'll come back and talk some more what do you reckon yeah you feel good. a bit more relaxed now definitely yeah, yeah. see i knew that would work <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna tell y'all, I just woke up, so I'm gonna try to make this sound good. Hold on. Good morning from the Ozarks, Missouri. This is Emily, and you're listening to Fly on the Wall podcast. Uh, stand by for dead air. Fly on the wall, motherfucking podcast. And we're back here, and you listen to Fly on the Wall podcast. My name is Luke. My name is Kiki. Uh, all right, Kiki. so you are at Indota Spa. You're yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, I'm yep. really loving it now. Um, what well, kind think... of talk? Like, tell me. I know you like popping pimples. Oh, yeah. We haven't done that yet. And pulling hairs out. Yeah. Um, And I know you recently you told me about that you had a go at doing some waxing. Yeah. Even like, I guess, intimate waxing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So even (laughs) the full badge. Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, no. And I was like, oh, thank God, because I didn't really want to do that. But then, because they were like, no, that's not, we're not doing that in this unit. But that's in the next unit. That's the next term. So what have you, yeah, tell me what you've been up to then. Um, yeah, so Thursdays, so we, I go in Thursdays and Fridays and Thursdays we do, um, we have a different trainer each day and Thursdays we do like, we start off with a whole bunch of theory about like, um, so we're learning about waxing and hygiene and like, um, safe practices in the workplace, things like that. So like wearing gloves, like whatever, Mm. we're learning about, um, infection control as well and how you you have to like properly dispose of things and whatever. So it's a whole bunch of theory. And then we get into the practical work, which is we all have to actually not shave. We have to keep our hair so we can wax each other. Um, and how, I don't get too much detail of course, but how long do you need to keep everything? Like what's, is there, is there hair that can be too short to wax? Yeah. And that's why it's getting to a point now where our train, which is good because we have so we have a whole bunch of like assessments so it's all it's like quizzes and stuff and then we have to do research reports so research our own stuff and write out the answers and like sort of essays and stuff and then we also have a lot of our work is observation so that means like we do the practical work and our teacher has to like watch us and make sure we're doing it right. Right, yeah. Um, and now because she's saying we're all hairless now, so we've got to get clients in, right, which is okay. pretty scary. What, so people volunteering? Or... Yeah, and they oh. know they know it's a school. Like they know that we're not professionals So yet. could I go in and you wax my crack? <laughs> Actually, I don't know if this is discrimination. You and all your friends? We're not allowed to do men. Um, oh. Well, we can... 
we can wax like legs and stuff, but we oh. can't do intimate waxing on men because oh, okay. that's probably a whole crosses different... a bit of a line or something. No, it doesn't. Oh. Like we can learn about it, but it's oh. just that's a different thing you actually have to study. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're gonna get like the reception there. And it's like you get a whole, you get a massive discount when it's yeah. the student prices. Yeah. Um, so kind of like tattoos. When yeah. You, when you get yeah. the, the apprentice, apprentice to do it, it's like yeah. half price usually. Yeah, but yeah. it's scary because it's like I definitely don't feel like I'm ready to yeah. be waxing someone I don't know. Like doing it on these girls, it's like we don't really care because we're all like messing up Because you're each all other. in the same class. Yeah, and... but doing it on but these people is there, coming in. is there something to be said about sort of jumping in the deep end a little Definitely, bit? Definitely, but... right, I kind of have to do it at some point and yeah, here we go, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can imagine it. Like I, like I can literally imagine myself being quite nervous to yeah. wax anyone yeah. whether it was a man woman whatever i'd be a bit like are you okay you sure you want me to do that it's gonna hurt mate you know yeah <laughs> yeah well i thought it was gonna be very like we're all pretty nervous but we've spoken about it but we i thought it was gonna be very on the spot like um like the client would come in and we have to sit down with them and act like we're actually professionals because oh, okay. we have to do we get assessed on like the consultation as well oh, okay. and I thought that meant the trainer was watching us how we interact with them and be like sorry have you had any like previous injuries like we have to fully have to go talk through everything <laughs> that's my customer <laughs> you service had any voice. Other? <laughs> yeah. but I thought it was going to be very intense like we have to really act professional yeah. but it's not like that it's like it's very easy going because it's the start like okay, later on yeah. it will get so more sort intense of ease you into it yeah bit. but okay, it's yeah. like the client just pretty much fills out something we've been doing it on each other but next week we're getting people coming in yeah um but they just fill out a form um and then yeah they don't the trainer actually doesn't watch us in the process of it which i think is a bit like oh, how okay. do they know if we're doing it the correct way but yeah, they just right. sort of see the finished result and then say yeah Maybe because they're so experienced, they can tell if it's done, been done yeah. properly or not. I yeah, know. and yeah. we were like, oh, God, like the client's going to come in and whatever they want we have to do. But mm. then one of the girls spoke to the trainer about it and she was like, because part of it, so we're doing like legs, underarms, eyebrows, all that sort of stuff. But mm. we also were doing not fully intimate, but like the bikini line. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was really nervous about uh, that. This is my limited knowledge. A Brazilian is the full thing Brazilian's gone, full thing, But yeah. bikini line is like right Outer. up to the bikini. Yeah, so when so like yeah, the bikini, inner thighs. Yeah, so right, when yeah. you're wearing... Basically, how I remember it is when you're wearing a bikini, what you can see oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might try and do a bikini line on Warren then. Because yeah. <laughs> he definitely needs one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really nervous because we're all... Um, like none of the girls have done only only two of them have done a bikini line practice in class because everyone's too scared to get their pants off right um, that's fair enough I think. Yeah, yeah yeah i am like mm. i said i made up a story that i'm getting like you know laser oh yeah i yep. said that i'm getting laser there so no one can actually do it but that's i'd lie. say i've just got the runs yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> but um one of the girls spoke to the trainer about it and she was like oh god like i've never done a bikini line what if a client comes in and wants me to do that like yeah, i don't know a what fair i'm question. doing yeah yeah and I, everyone was nervous about that and she was like don't worry like if you're nervous about something you can say no like yeah, it's not okay. like that's you're good. fully being hardcore like no you have to do this yep. and you have to be assessed that's good yeah so yeah thursdays we do waxing and stuff fridays we do makeup and tanning is there um, is there a so I don't want to I don't want to make it I know it's involved and I'm just showing my naivety now but is there a way you can whack someone wrong and go definitely. and go really bad like yeah. what talk me through that then like what would be like oh my god I can't believe this has happened with waxing someone well it's pretty like easy I can to understand waxing the wrong part or yeah. like oh my god I just took his eyebrows off or yeah. something <laughs> but 
Yeah, like say if someone wants their legs waxed, how yeah. could you get that wrong? It's actually really easy to get oh, wrong. Okay. And a lot of us in class have, not extremely because we're all like, it comes pretty naturally because we all like enjoy this stuff. Okay. Yeah. But it is pretty easy. Like we've had skin lifting, you know what that means? No. So it's like when um, the blood sort of rushes to the surface and it's getting a bit bruised. Oh, it's right. Like, wow. Yeah, Where so it's, that's so what, from, it's being ripped off the wrong way or so something? So that's from, it could be from multiple different things, but the number one thing is like you have to, when you're putting the wax, on mm. you have to hold the skin really tight right because if you just rip it off while the skin's all folded up and stuff like yep. it's like ripping the skin it's oh, sort of and like it is pulling literally yeah. pulling the skin yeah so when, oh, when you I hold see. back the skin it's just ripping the hairs but then yep. when you don't when you let the skin be loose then it's ripping it's holding onto the skin and ripping wow. the skin it all sounds painful though. Yeah. yeah so so like there's been a there's been a few bruises and stuff yep. um happen so it can go pretty wrong but yeah we're all we're all pretty good it um and the fact that it's not like as intense has made us less nervous about it oh, okay yeah and would it be i think this i know the answer to this but we'll just check the more hair the more density of the hair mm. so say if a man went in like me i've got hairy legs if i went in and got him waxed that would hurt a lot more than a woman <laughs> who sort of doesn't have as much hair growth no it actually hurt more oh. with less hair yeah oh really like yeah i mean why is that well because there's nothing to grab onto but the skin. Oh, oh, so when when it okay. can like it would hurt because it's like a lot of hair coming out, but yeah. also it's a lot better. It's like beauty therapists love it when there's someone hairy because right. it's like the wax can grab onto the hair, not the skin. Oh, but if you're that's like the other yeah. other day, um, my my legs were already waxed, and a yeah. girl was trying to do it just for practice, and it was hurting a lot more because wow. it was just holding onto my skin. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so we right. want hairy people. So. As well as waxing, so I, I sort of jokingly said about pimple popping, but that is mm. part of it too. That is later okay. on. So this yeah. term, this term, what we're doing now is like we've got assessments and whatever, and then it's over. Um, but the next units, like we have a whole bunch of units, so we're doing. I'm really excited for the skincare stuff. Yep. Um, and so the that's facials. like doing facials, cleansing, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and extractions, yeah. Like, which is the pimple so like popping. blackheads and stuff as yeah. well. Wow. Yeah, and I'm really why excited. It explains. I'm, I'm sure I've asked you this over the years. But explain to me what what is fascination? I don't know because I think it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. Do you have anything? But your like mum, your mum is the same. Your mum is exactly the same. Yeah. She used to find these little bumps on me and squeeze the yeah. crap out of them. You know. Do you have anything you, like that you like that's oddly satisfying? That you just like it's like scratching and like in my mind it's like scratching an itch. I don't know. Oh, hang on. Okay, so the odd thing I do, which you know, yeah. is I'll use a pen lid to scratch my ears. Exactly. And, it's Does, like, and is it because oh, it great. feels nice, <laughs> yeah. but is it also satisfying seeing how much you get out? Or no? It's more <laughs> about the the scratching, the yeah. tickle, the scratch. But yeah, if I do manage to scrape out some, some <laughs> whatever's in there, yeah, it is like, kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or yeah. when you when you've um, have you ever been on a plane and then you clean your ears after you've been on the plane. Because you know when you go on the plane, all the pressure knocks you around a bit and mm. your ears pop mm. and all that. Um, if you use a cotton bud, not, I know you're not meant to, but clean yeah. your ears after going on a plane and it's just full really? of like black gunk. Oh. It, well, mine mine are anyway. I don't yeah. know about everybody else. But yeah. And I, that, but, but at the same time, kind of satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Wow, well, look at that. I just dragged out of my like ear. Like something weird, but it's satisfying. Yeah, okay. And so like, it's that. Because I do the ear, I do the pen lid ear thing as well now for you. <laughs> 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 runs in the family and but for me it's like it doesn't feel it feels a bit sore actually when i do that if but you do it too much then, yeah, yeah but it's just satisfying seeing how much you can get out so with the so with the pop 
pimpin popping stung twister um is it the like explosion or is yeah. it how much you can squeeze out both. of it both okay, yeah when yeah. there's like a lot coming out it's really satisfying but it's like wow. i don't know why but it's this like... is the weird part to me i suppose because i get it i kind of get it like when i was a teenager i get big ones mm. i get these huge ones on my face i didn't get you know how some people got covered in pimples mm. i didn't get that but when i did get pimples they were always giant ones yeah. they're always massive like and it, my nose would look misshapen and stuff because it would the I had like three pimples on there, but they were huge. Mm. But so I found, I did find that satisfying doing it to myself, but you're talking about doing this on other people. Mm. So even strangers popping pimples on, on strangers faces or wherever yeah. you would find that satisfying. Very wow. like more satisfying than myself. <laughs> like on myself, wow. it's not as satisfying, but like, but you wear gloves, you wear in. surgical gloves and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. But when I'm sitting there putting the work in and like, if someone comes in with a massive one, I'll be like, Oh, this is the best day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I can't, like even when we're doing, <laughs> one of the girls was getting her legs waxed and because she, um, which I'm guessing you never do exfoliate. Mm. Uh, I have exfoliated my face with, um, you <laughs> know, you? that stuff that Antoinette gets, the oh, face yeah. cream, which yeah. has got like granules in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done that before. Oh. Yeah. But you're actually supposed to exfoliate your body oh, wow. three times a week. Why? Yeah, because, like, am I, because what, removing the dead skin and stuff. I mean. But like, what happens if I don't? I don't do it and I feel like I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not trying to belittle or undermine. The, the concept Well, the it's idea, basically but... because you don't care about, like, how glowy your skin looks. Oh, okay. okay <laughs> but I yeah. do. So, like, yeah. if you want, like, And the I healthiest... can see why there's an industry based around that yeah. as well, for sure. It's yeah. like, you're supposed to, to achieve, like, the healthiest, glowing, nicest skin. You know I what see. I mean? So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. like, you don't care about that, but if you care about do it. Do you think it would be weird if I really did care about it? If yeah. I was like, Kiki, I've and been that's... exfoliating three times a week I now. Do you think, think I'm glowing? <laughs> I would think that's weird, and that's actually sad because it shouldn't be. No, like, you're right. It shouldn't be. But thing. it would yeah. be like, like what else are you doing? Like, I would make me think that you're like being too feminine or something, <laughs> which is like it shouldn't. It shouldn't be like that. Just yeah, taking because care I'm of sure, yourself, like even on uh, on Instagram reels and stuff, like I've seen because I've watched one thing about beards. Mm. Now I'm constantly inundated with like manscherizing and all this kind of stuff. I'm mm. like, why do I keep getting this crap? Yeah. But anyway, so but what I've realised it's been a bit of an eye opener because what I've realised, and I'm going to tread carefully here, that it's not just feminine men or homosexual men that are into skincare. Mm. It seems to be more and more that people my age, older people, um, like men, mm. it doesn't matter, yeah. you know, th that are actually going, no, 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 this is good. I want to maintain the health of my skin. To me, I find it a bit strange. It's just, just me. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't grow up with my dad doing that or being around people that did that or anything like that. So it's a bit odd for me. Mm. I just use soap. And mm. I know that's meant to <laughs> dry your skin out and stuff, but I feel like... I feel like when I look in the mirror, I go, wow, I'm old. But I don't go, the skin's looking a bit dry today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel anything like that. Yeah. But I can understand why another man might go, oh, no, no, I need to mm. upkeep myself a bit more. Mm. You know, And that's, yeah, each to their own. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, and it's actually like, it shouldn't be like that, but it is the stigma and stuff and like how mm. you just said, like you, you grew up with your dad not being like that and like I grew up with you not being like that. So like, for example... Um, my mum's ex-partner when when yep. he would take a bit too care too, bit too much care of himself I'd be like I would think that was weird we'd yeah. all think it was weird but it really but shouldn't he was, it uh, should, he was a cockhead he was though. an idiot anyway <laughs> but it, it shouldn't actually be weird just taking care of it yourself it should be yeah but, but it, that's just yeah. like that's been 
a feminine thing. Yeah. And yeah. it shouldn't be a masculine thing, like a mas- rub some dirt in your face. And- yeah, I think, I'm not sure, and if he's listening, I'm sorry, Keith, if this is not true, but I think, I vaguely remember Keith saying something about that he might do a cream or something yeah. like that. Which is really good. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, I don't know. Yeah. yeah but... And it should it should be yeah, there shouldn't be any weirdness around it. But yeah. I, I would feel weird like if Tate started doing too much skincare. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, it's, what are you it, doing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but like I said, each their own. Yeah. Okay, so what about getting back to the, the schooling and stuff, mm. um, or the training. So you're obviously looking forward to the, the skincare. Yeah. Um, is there anything you're going, oh, I really don't want to do this part Intimate of waxing. Oh, intimate waxing. Yeah, because so, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I looked through the learner guide mm. and there was some um, pictures that came up of like the poses that we have to get people to do when we're doing the intimate waxing. Yep. And it's like full on spread the legs. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not excited for that. And you have to like, it's just, it is, it's like a hard thing to actually master because yep. you... Um, clients doing that like some wouldn't care but a lot would be very uncomfortable yeah. like if they haven't done it before whatever and you have to be you, there's a very like fine line between like being too much and being professional like yeah, right. if okay. you just I don't know it's weird like our trainer talks to us about it a lot like you have to be very firm like yeah. you can't just be gentle because that might they might get the wrong idea Jesus like you have Christ, to yeah. yeah you have to be confident and know what you're doing and that will relax them I suppose it's like um like massaging, you know, yeah. when people go in for remedial massage or just whatever massage, relaxing massage. And because at one time, many years ago, I was sort of thinking, that's probably something I could do. Mm. But then in my young, naive mind, I'm thinking like attractive women will come in. Oh. But then you might get like a really obese man who's like, exactly. yeah, just massage me everywhere, yeah. mate. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But, and at the same time, on the flip side, that's why I wouldn't go in for a... Like, I've been to um, chiropractors, but that's very different. They're mm. very, like, sticking their elbows in mm. your back and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But I, I don't like the idea of going to, like, a normal massage because I think it is an intimate thing. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, this is what my partner does. Yeah. It's not, you know, some dude or some other woman rubbing oil on my back, yeah. you know? It's a bit yeah. strange to me. But yeah. maybe that's maybe that's my weird, jaded way of looking at it and maybe it is perfectly normal for other people, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, even with we're learning massaging as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, in a lot of it, we have to really learn how to be professional, like make it relaxing and nice, but also, like, yeah, it's not... It's business, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. like, there's even a whole section in the learner guide about um, how to handle it if a client... Has a sexual response. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Just punch him in the crutch. Yeah. 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 My dad's in the next room, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said uh, on the break. You said you had a funny story to tell us. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so this is also about the nerves thing and stuff. That's oh, yeah. how it starts. But then mm. there's a funny story. So, um, last Friday um, after class, this. So the. <laughs> I'm not going to say her name, actually. Yeah, no, no. Just in case they listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there's a girl in my class. I knew straight away we were going to be friends. I was like, I need to be your friend because we were doing... She just, she's very outspoken and that's something like, that's something about me. I'm not, I'm not a shy person. I am at first, yeah. but if someone gets me going, I won't stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think our listeners so, have realized that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's and like, I don't know who you get it from. To be yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know how to break the barrier and I'm sitting there like two in my head, like, oh, I yeah, don't know what yeah. to go say. And I know I seem really quiet and I hate that because yeah. I'm not. But it's like, I need someone to include me. Yeah. And, and then, then once then, that surface is cracked, then you're good to go. And Liz... 
Do you think she will listen to this episode? I don't or think so. Do you want me to put like a little over the top of it? Maybe. Okay, I'll try. I'll I try. really don't think she will listen, but right. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this girl in my class, um, she it was like she knew this and she's told me since she did know. Mm. But it was like she knew that I needed to be included because one lunchtime I went to... Um, get my book and go read. So it's very weird. Like I go through phases of being more talkative and it's when someone starts me talking and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I feel great. And then like if there's a day where people haven't been including me or haven't been like talking to me as much, I just get a bit in my shell. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I really try to break out of it, but it's like I don't know how to start. But and it then... might also just be the mood you're in. Like, yeah. You might just feel like, oh, you know what? I can't that's be asked with people today. And that's yeah. okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but I really don't want to seem like the quiet one who does. Mm. And I also have like... You know, resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really do. Do I'm, you? I don't I think do. I've ever... I've seen you, obviously, living with you for many, many years. I've, I've seen you be moody and grumpy and get your grump on. And you you have a lot of... Like we've joked before in the past, you you express yourself a lot through mm. your eyebrows. Yeah. Like but, a lot. Yeah, I, but I don't. I don't think I would have ever looked at you and gone, oh, she's got that rest. I know what you mean. I've definitely mm. met girls and known girls that have that. And you go, Jesus, they mm. look angry, you mm. know. But I don't... Recall but if you didn't know me and you saw me walking the street, I think you would think that. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of people have told me, like, I'm just... It's not like I'm being, like, all, like, a really nasty mm. face on. It's like just scowling. Like, yeah. No, yeah, it's just, like, my face is very relaxed. I'm just, like... Yeah, like, dead inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really don't want to seem like that. And I think, like, that's another thing with nerves and anxiety I think I just sit there and I like I make it worse for myself and I Mm. try not to but it's this whole cycle in my head I'm like oh my god you seem so quiet right now just stop being quiet say something oh Oh, I don't know what to say like it's just in my head Mm. but anyway it was like this girl knew that and I went to go just read by myself which I was fine with I did want to go hang out with them but I just didn't know how to start but then she came over and was like, what are you doing? Come sit with us. Like, we're a family. Oh, that's cool. And she pulled out my chair for me and made oh. me sit there. And then after that, I was not non-stop talking. Oh, so that's good. It's just I need I that like little... I like that girl. Yeah, yeah I, like, I think that's great. a great thing to do. Yeah, yeah, I need that little push. But anyways, she... Yeah, and she is very just open. Like... Yeah. So have you, have you, as a friendship, blossomed with her? Yeah. So, oh, okay, that's cool. But some funny things about her. So she, when we have to do, the trainer has to do a demo of mm. like the waxing or whatever, whatever we're learning. So she's like, who's going to be the demo for Bikini Line? Which everyone was like. Yeah. And this girl like, was like, no. me. Yeah. Like she, me. And then she's it's like. It's a jungle down there. No, she was. She, she was. She was. Well, she was. <laughs> I mean, I know. I mean, she was like, yeah, like just whatever Let's like go. she was just okay, like yeah. do anything to I me i like her i like she's i've never great. met her but i like the scent i like the confidence no she's yeah got. she's yeah. great and then she just does not care and it yeah. really rubs off on everyone oh, that's cool and then um but anyway last friday she was talking she was like i want to do something tonight like i want to go i want to go do something fun and we were trying to think and then she was like why don't you guys come to my house um and she didn't she doesn't live too far away from the campus okay so and i was like I was nervous, but I was like, yeah, like, I'm not going to be yeah. out of this. Like, I, this will be a good bonding time. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And then anyway, so we went back to her place after class um, and it was really good. We were talking heaps. And then another girl was coming. It was just the three of us. Mm. Um, and she came a bit later on. And yeah. And um, so, and that's when we were all talking about how, like, we all sort of said, what we first thought of each other. Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, what do yeah. you guys think of me? I know, like, did I seem really quiet? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, but 
when you start me, I don't stop. And they're like, yeah, we noticed. <laughs> and then, yeah, but we are all just, like, bonding a lot and we were drinking and stuff and it was really fun. We were asking, um, would you rather and, like, never have I ever questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, one of the girls <laughs> asked, um, like, what's the weirdest thing you've been called or has been said to you during intimate times? <laughs> And no, I have to tell you, it's a funny story. Okay, yeah. Is this and, is this definitely a story you think your dad needs to hear? Yeah, it's hilarious. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. It's not about me. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> but yeah, this, <laughs> this girl, um, she said Cheryl. And I was like... <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And she said, yeah. So I was called Cheryl in the middle of it. And I was like, what? But then she just sort of played it off. And then she didn't talk to this guy again. Like, he left and they didn't talk. She was just like, what was that about? Like, they didn't address yeah. it. Yeah, and her name, as you mentioned before, is nothing like Cheryl. It's nothing yeah. like Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then a few days later, so she didn't talk to him. They didn't address it. It was just like, what was that about? And then um, he ended up messaging her a big, long paragraph oh. saying, oh, I feel like I owe you an explanation as to why I called you Cheryl. Wow. And then he said, um, yeah, so basically um, my mum's been going to gym a lot lately. Like, she's been really taking care of herself. She's really, like, glowing up. Like, she's looking really good lately. Oh, no. And her name's Cheryl. Oh, my God. And I've been, like... I've been dating girls who remind me of her. What and the hell? I just couldn't help but saying it. <laughs> oh my god! I wasn't thinking it was going to go there. I know, I know. And she was like, you "I thought it was going to be help. like an ex-girlfriend or something." No. Nah. <gasps> and the fact that Jesus. what I think is the funniest is that they didn't address it, and then he think he thought, <laughs> "Oh, here, this will make it less weird." Let me yeah, tell you I'll why. I'll explain the full thing. Yeah, and she just simply said, "You need wow. help," and blocked him. You know what? That's a good little segue because uh, on Instagram today, I put up uh, someone sent me a um, a picture, an article of a a story that's just been broken on the internet. So mm. you sort of when I when you hear these things you go, mm, how true is it? Is mm. it just one of these sort of urban myths that come about or whatever? But the basic story goes is that um a makeup artist was doing makeup for the bride, right? And it was a big day and mm. she was getting ready and all that kind of stuff. And I think it was the makeup artist was like, okay, we're all done. I'm just going to go off to the bathroom. Walked into the bathroom next door and saw the groom breastfeeding from his mother. <gasps> yeah. And then ran in and told, had to tell the bride. And the bride was like, oh, my God. What? And I can't remember now if they still ended up getting married. or. But there was lots of opinions floating around, like saying that's worse than cheating. Mm. It's twisted. It's insane. But all I could think was well first of all my ver my first thought was but you know mm. oh my god it's disgusting but then second of all i was thinking like what what was the conversation between the the man and his mum yeah. was it like mum for old time's sake can i just <laughs> have one more feed like I, I, I know i'm getting married i'm going to try and talk my bride into do, doing that for me yeah but for now can i just one have one more, more feed oh. Oh my god! I reckon, I reckon it was just an ongoing, never stopped from, child, like oh from god. birth. Now we 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 won't mention names, but we have friends of the family who I think I might have spoken on the podcast to Warren about this before. Um, and it's not Warren, just to be clear, mm -hmm. who have um, or had a son who was breastfeeding mm. up until like three, four years old. Mm. 
Personally, I think that's too long. I think if the kid's old enough to ask for it, yeah. or even if they've got teeth, I start thinking that's probably, you know, if they can manage solids now, they don't need to be on the boob. What mm. are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Um, like, it's, it's kind of each to their own, except yeah. for the man breastfeeding from his mum on his wedding day. That's yeah. that's a whole different level of crazy. But but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable to tell someone this is the cutoff, mm. you know? I think it, yeah, I think it it's weird, but it's also mm. probably just, like, a personal thing. Yeah. But I think it would, it would get to a point where it's like, okay, that's enough now. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe when they can ask for it, it's a bit like... Yeah, if they're talking, I think. Yeah, yeah I think that's. that's but what I think I think it's also like a hard thing for some mums to let go of. Yeah, like I can like imagine nice that as well because like a bonding thing yeah. and all that kind of stuff as yeah. well. You know, so like like when like with me having showers with you and with with your sisters and stuff yeah. like that. Obviously, it got to a point where you go, okay, it's like enough now. Yeah. But it was still sad. I still I never would have been like, no, it's fine. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. But I, but it, it was a sadness of like. Oh, they're growing up now. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not just the shower thing. It's also like you've moved out. That's a that's I miss you, and that's a sad thing for me. But at the same time, you go, well, that's life, and they grow up and all that kind of thing. So yeah. all the way along, being a parent, there's these little things, these little heartbreaks, I call them, where you go, oh, okay, they mm. don't need me for that now. Yeah. They don't want to hold my hand anymore when we're walking around or crossing the road or whatever. They don't call me, even little things like daddy, mm. like Willow, your younger sister, she doesn't call me daddy anymore. And when mm. I say it, she's like... <laughs> I don't remember calling you daddy. Oh. And she's only nine. I was like, it was like three or four years ago, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, that's crazy. I dad. never did that. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that's life. Uh, we'll go to another break and then I've got one more, uh, talking of your sisters, I've got one more sort of subject to bring up if you're happy to keep going. Yeah. Yep, all right. You are listening to Fly on the Wall Podcast, episode 201. I've been very lucky enough tonight to uh, be joined by my daughter, Kira Lee. Say hello. Hello. Um, are you enjoying the show so far? I am. It's been really That's good. That's good. I hope uh, everyone else listening is enjoying the show. If you are, could you please um, do all that stuff, what you need to do? You know, go review, like, follow, share. <laughs> I don't know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but just tell someone. If you like it, just tell someone. I think I think word of mouth is the best form of advertising. Um, when I started this humble little gardening business of mine, everyone said I was going to fail, um, and I didn't. I don't know what the point is. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But then I would I would do a job, and they would say, oh, I've got actually got a friend who needs some gardening done. Oh, yeah, I'll tell someone about this. And, and it, that's eventually how the business got off the ground and running. Mm. So, yeah, word of mouth is important. Uh, one more topic I want to discuss with you, Kiraloi. Um, so you're, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, you're 19 now. In April, you'll be turning 20 years old. So mm. we're at the very tail end of your teenage years. Oh, and I just wondered, without without we don't need to go into too much detail and all that kind of stuff. But I just wondered, as you've got a sister who's fifteen, and so now I'm the parent of another fifteen year old daughter. Mm. Um, I just wondered, on reflection, looking back over your teenage years, do you still think that, like the Young Blood song, parents aren't always right? <laughs> <laughs> and do you think, like, like what are your thoughts? Do you feel like we were way off the mark the way we went about things because for full disclosure for the listeners we had some issues but 
I, I always think about them now and think in the grand scheme of things, they weren't actually too crazy. Mm. Like you went off, I wouldn't say, you, I would never describe you as going off the rails, mm. but there are a couple of things that happened where, and we, like I said, we weren't going into the nitty gritty of it. A couple of things that happened along the way where it, I, I struggled with it mm. and then you struggled with it as well, you know? So in reflection, looking at those years, what are your thoughts? How do you how do you see those years? Do you see those as the dark years? Do you see those as just you know you're just a teenager trying to find your way? Or mm. but don't don't let me put words in your mouth. Yeah. As long as you make sure it sounds like I'm the greatest father who's ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think about it like because I don't I don't really look back and think oh god like I was terrible and stuff like I know mm. I know we had issues and everything. Um, but it's more, I still, it still feels like very real. And those things, what I was feeling were like real. And that's why I was acting like that and stuff. Yeah. So I think like overall and how I feel about it and how I've noticed it with other teenagers is that, (laughs) is that the things that are happening for them and what were happening for me is, is really real. It is. Yeah. But it's like, and it's also very real how like... Um, like how unfair they treat others and stuff mm. um, and how much like emotion they can put out at everyone and put on everyone that's all really real but I think I think what it is is that when you're a teenager you, it's like you just can't see out of your own little bubble yeah I think that's key isn't yeah it, it yeah. really is because like yeah like I know other teenagers and I look at them and think oh god like how can you act like that and then I think about how I was and stuff and but the thing is it's like I still feel like oh yeah but I was going through that yeah but I I was right though yeah yeah (laughs) but I think I think what it is is yeah is that like I was just I was too much in that that I couldn't see out of it and how other people were feeling about how I was reacting and stuff it was just like oh me me like what about what I'm going through Mm. and it made it worse when everyone like when people would be like look at the way you're behaving and stuff and it was like because you don't understand what I'm going through but that's like and that's such a cliche thing with teenagers but it is so real like they just and they just can't see out of it they can't see how they're affecting people and when you try to speak about it they say yeah but that's because you don't understand me and what I'm going through like it's just it's really you're just so inward like you just everything feels really bad and it feels like you're going through it alone and stuff and that's why you because I remember um, people telling me, you guys telling me that I could be pretty selfish. And it was, I remember you saying not in like, you were like, I'm not saying like in a really mean way, like you're mm. being like a horrible, selfish person. It's like, yeah, you can't like help that. it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you can't help it, but see all your own problems. And that's, that's really what I reckon it is. And that's where, that's where there's a, I think a real disconnect between the adults and the, and the teenagers, because I think when kids, whether they're boys or girls, when they're little, they look up to their parents and they kind of toe the line, do what they're told mm. and all that kind of stuff because they might not get a treat after dinner, mm. you know, or whatever. <laughs> like that's the big drama in their life. Yeah. But when they're teenagers, which is absolutely the way it should be, is that teenagers start getting their own opinions. Mm. They become a little bit more worldly. Mm. They start learning, especially this day and age we live with the internet and stuff like that and social media and friends and blah, blah, blah. Like you're learning all the time and you're, you're being influenced by all sorts of things all the time, which is exactly what it should be. But it makes it, I think it makes it harder for the parent to stay connected with yeah. the kid. So yeah. I was adamant. I wanted to try with you. I wanted to try and be the dad that didn't forget what it was like to be a teenager. Mm. But 
at the same time, so I, I guess I kind of wanted to connect and be your friend, but also be your dad and be your dad first. Like still no was no and yes was yes and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, try to reach out and be your friend and be like, it's okay, I get it. But of course I didn't 100% get it because mm. you're a teenage girl growing up in the, the 2016, 2017, you know, and I was a teenage boy growing up in a very different era mm. where there was no internet. Mm. There was no um, social media. There was no constant sort of connection to people. Mm. I'd go home and I'd play guitar or I'd mm. listen to music. You know? And it's like you had an escape and I feel like yeah. teenagers now, they don't. And they just yeah. they get They're that bombarded. all the time. They know how their friends are feeling. They still get like all the bullying and whatever when they're home. Like they don't have a safe space. Yeah, and it, and it becomes almost inherent in them. Like mm. I think it becomes second nature to be like, yeah, well, my phone is my life. Like, yeah, kind of thing, you addicted know? to and it. As much as I, I think, tried to control how much access you had to things like that, it, it's a fine line because if I didn't give you access and you weren't connecting with your friends, then you were the outsider. Mm. And then if I let you just go nuts, whatever you want, then you who knows? You might have been up till three o'clock in the morning watching TikTok, TikToks or something, you know? So mm. it's really tough to be a parent full stop. It's really tough to be a parent of teenagers. Mm. Um, but also on the flip side of that as well, it's hard to be a teenager. Yeah. And it's hard to be a teenager with parents, mm. you know. It <laughs> so that's so a really like, tricky time. Yeah, I remember not knowing what I needed though because I remember mm. you trying all different approaches with me mm. and just still it wasn't right. Like it didn't yeah, like yeah. and it's that I don't know, I think about that cuz I want to have my own kids and stuff one day and I think like oh my god, like I cuz I I remember seeing you try all the different approaches and sometimes I'd really not budge. Like mm. I remember you really sitting there and trying to talk to me like calmly and like a friend and stuff and sometimes I'd just completely shut off. Mm, you and were, it's yeah. like yeah, and it's like I have no idea how how I would be a parent to a teenager and <laughs> it's like I, I sort of think like there's actually no there's no way to do it and I That's feel right. like yeah. every teenager is going to be hard and they're going to have issues like I, I think yeah. that's just that's just the growing phase and I think that's what I after um, uh, going through it all with you I think I sort of came to that conclusion mm. I think I made mistakes along the way and I think I did some good things as well but like every I think parent does, you know, but I think what my biggest takeaway was that I'm never going to completely understand, this sounds obvious, but I'm never going to completely understand what it's like to be a teenage girl. Mm. And that's okay. My job <laughs> is just to be here. Yeah. So, so with now you're, we won't go into too much detail because she's not here to defend herself or talk <laughs> about how she feels. So, but with your sister now who's 15, um, I feel like we're on the cusp of the full-on teenage stuff. Mm. And my approach now is that if she needs space, she can have space. Mm. Uh, but if she's disrespectful, if she talks to me or, or a stepmom or a mum in a disrespectful way, I'm going to pull her up on it. Mm. But I'm not going to scream and shout. Mm. I'm just going to be like, hey, you know, have a think about what you're saying. Yeah. But if she wants to then go off and then have some time to sulk or just be on her own or whatever, that's okay too. I'm not going to try and be like hey come on come back into the family we're all friends and if she needs that space and time i think that that's okay mm. you know and she did yeah. tell me something which might be good for you to know i don't remember exactly what it was about but apparently... dad's an asshole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't tell me that was gonna happen <laughs> apparently um there was something recently where she thought she was expecting like 
like you you and mum or something like like she was expecting anger at her or like annoyance and like being in trouble mm. but then you actually you all like sat down and spoke about it oh yeah and she said that was really great like she said that mm. was like she was expecting like to be in trouble and just be like whatever but then she actually like she really liked that so I think yeah. like yeah but it is hard because yeah being like just open and stuff I think being open is I think being open is a good thing for parents with teenagers, be, like, about how they are as well, because it's sort of, like, um, like, that would help, because there were times where you guys would do that, mm. and that would help me see outside of myself, like, okay. how you That's would explain, like, yeah. because... Because when you're a kid, you think that your parents have it all together and stuff and they're the boss and that's it. But then mm. when you're a teenager, you're starting yet to get your own opinions and everything and knowing that they're not always right. But then if parents still act like that they are, mm. which I'm not saying you did, but if parents still like seem that sort of way, like what they say is right, yeah, yeah. it's like the kids already know that's not true. Like, so mm. sort of what I mean, it's like being a bit more real and being more like no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say to you, I'll tell you a secret. None of us know what we're doing. Yeah, and there's, I didn't know no, that for so long. Yeah, there's no rule book. There's no, this is what you do and, every, and your kids will turn out perfect. Yeah. Now, first and foremost, I think my kids are perfect anyway. It doesn't mm. matter what you did in the past or what you do in the future. I think you're perfect. I think Cyan's perfect. I think Willow's perfect because mm. I made you that way. You know, mm. that's, that's how I see it. But, I kid you not, like all through your, like when you were a baby and you, like we said earlier, and you're leaking, I didn't know what, I, I was like, oh, so do I, I wipe her bum? Like, and your mum was like, no, you got to wipe it like from the front to the back because yeah. otherwise she'll get poo in her vagina. I'm like, oh, right, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, so I had no idea, not just because you were girls, but because I'd, I'd never been a dad before. Mm. And with you, <clears throat> that's why often they say, like mum and dad will say about my older sister, she was the draft copy, mm. which they don't mean it in a nasty way. But like, that's kind of where you learn because yeah. I'd never been a, a dad of a teenage daughter before yeah. until you came along, you know. So I'm kind of like learning as best I can, trying to figure it out and scratching my head going, I think I was too harsh. Yeah. And then another day I'll be like, I was way too soft. That's why she's doing this. Yeah. Or, you know, so, but then I'll do the same things with Cyan and she's a different person. So it will be a different end result as well. Mm. So it's just, I think all you can do really is love your kids, full stop, um, be there for them. Mm. So teenage years, we're here, mm. you know, what do you need? You know, you need space, cool. You need to talk, cool. Like, mm. what do you need, you know? But that really, growing up with you as my parent, that that really is, and like, that really is my advice for you guys, I reckon, that being more open, because mm. even, like, with your emotions and whatever, which I know you're doing more of recently, mm. um, it's, like, it's just so good because yeah like I said it, it make it would make you it would make me see outside of myself for a bit mm. because if I was just thinking oh like they think they're always right and they and but I would even feel like they should know what to say to me right now because it's like for ages I just thought parents just know everything and they know what to do yeah but then it's like it's weird because when you're a teenager you don't think that they know everything you're like they don't understand but you're still like they should know how to, to handle me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's but interesting. Then, but That's then, really interesting. Yeah, but then being more open and being like, look, 
like I know you're going through stuff right now and it's like upsetting me and I wish I could help you and I don't know how. Like things like that. Is yeah, actually like you like, said, oh. just being a bit more real rather than just kind of acting like we know what we're doing. Yeah, because yeah. then it's sort of like... <laughs> it makes sense. Because then it sort of like feels like it's like, oh, like, oh, everyone doesn't know and that's yeah. like really nice to know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Which again, again, it sort of ties in with the lesson that you taught me at the beginning of this episode about... Um, showing you that I was nervous. Yeah. You know, so showing my kids that I'm vulnerable or showing my kids that, um, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing with this parenting thing. I'm just, yeah. I'm just loving you and just wanting the best for you and trying my best, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Interesting. Intre- I think it's, int- for me, it's one of those, uh, what do you call it? Um, not conflicting. I don't know what the word is, but it's like, I think for me as a, as a man growing up, it, there is an expectation that we're supposed to know what we're doing, mm. right? We're supposed to know this and we're supposed to know that. But when we get to the nitty gritty of it, yeah, there's lots. There's honest, like I'm being very honest and open and vulnerable now. Mm. There's lots that I don't know. Mm. There is. Mm. There's the, I, I don't know. Mm. I'm just doing the best I can. Mm. And and I think the fear is with when you've when you're in charge or when you're responsible for three little girls. That's where the fear comes in because yeah. the last thing I want to do is fail you guys. Mm. So that's where it gets a bit like I've got to kind of be the the strong the strength and mm. be the one who like leads from the front and this is how we do things and stuff like that. But in all honesty, there's obviously some things when absolutely I know what I'm doing. Mm. But other things, yeah, I just go, Psh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know how to deal with a moody teenager. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. But okay, so what are you? So now, now you're. Let's let's turn it into a positive. Now you've. Um, well, that that's all pretty positive, I reckon. But yeah. now you're. Uh, yeah, at the tail end of your teen years, which is, I think, is significant, isn't it? it? Is. It's like it's a big thing. Mm. How are you feeling about uh, like your twenties? You know, so mm. you're going to be in your twenties very soon, mm. and how does that feel? So I think. <clears throat> Obviously, talking about your schooling and stuff now, I can tell you're still very excited about it and mm. feeling pretty pumped. But what does the future look like? I'm not saying you need to tell me in detail. I'm just sort of trying to get an idea of how you're feeling about okay. Because I feel like you, like to put it simply, I feel like with life that you're a little kid, mm. then you're a teenager, yeah. then you're in your twenties, and yeah. it's like adulthood. Like yeah. okay, this this is where it kicks off. I know. You know? <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling? really scared actually that's like, good that's a good answer yeah like I, I not good that you're scared it's good that you're being real yeah, yeah like well um it's it is sort of hitting me lately because it feels like yeah like all these responsibilities have sort of come out like moving house and now we have to find another house mm. and that sort of made me and tate think about like where we're gonna go and like where if we're gonna do that one day and thinking about that and looking at houses and stuff oh, like yep. doing that sort of stuff grown up stuff it's like it's weird, oh isn't my it? god yeah and it's like it's it's like I've been realizing like oh it's I don't know how to explain but it's when I'm working it it was sort of feeling like oh I do this for a bit and then I get to travel and I get to like live mm. my life yep. no I have to work all the time yep. to get money. I have to keep on doing that. <laughs> yep. No, but it's like really like, oh, like so all my to life is going to be thing. like that. Like working a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, feeling like, yeah, that's like, it's kind of, it hits you hard, doesn't yeah. it? It's like sinks in and you go, yeah. oh, okay, this is what life is. Yeah. And remember a little while ago I said to you, 
life has a funny way of sort of taking over mm. and suddenly you go, oh, Jesus, mm. I'm uh, married and I've got three daughters and I've yeah. got my own little business and I run a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but and, and like I go, when I was 20 years old, that wasn't my plan. Yeah. When I was 20 years old, I was going to see the world. Yeah. You know, and I was going to be in a rock star band and, you know, <laughs> sign massive contracts of being a drummer and, but, and you can do that. You can, you can, like I've always said to you, you can do anything and everything you want, but mm. you have to dedicate yourself to it and be committed to it no matter what it is. Whether, you, whether it's getting married and having kids, you mm. commit yourself to that. Or whether it's um, throwing yourself into your schooling or your singing or whatever pursuit you have, mm. you know. Um, you can do all that or you don't have to. Mm. You can just go, no, I just love life as it is. Mm. I'll take it day for day and I'm happy in my relationship and this is cool. And, you know, like there's, there should be no pressure mm. unless you want, unless you're open to that pressure. Mm. Unless you want something, if you're very particular about going, I want to travel, then put the pressure on yourself to make that happen no matter what, mm. you know, and I mean no matter what. Mm. Um, otherwise, you know, it might not happen when you want it to, mm. you know, yeah, but, but it's, sort it, of... it's full on. It's a full on thing to think about and yeah. it can, it can make you feel pressured. But I think the best advice I can give you is take that pressure off mm. and just go, I'm, I'll just aim for this and let's go. Mm. It's sort of like, I don't like the idea of which I'm realizing lately. I don't like the idea. It feels like it, it's like I sort of had it in my head. Oh yeah, I'm working, I'm working and then it's going to all pay off and then I'm not going to have to like do this anymore like I don't know oh, yeah, yeah. what I was thinking but then it's like I realized no I'm always going to be doing that to save for the next thing and then yeah. I'm always it's like a cycle that's true and I was yeah. like oh god and I I don't I don't really want I don't I don't really want like to be working and then living for the weekend yeah, I, I yeah. really don't want that and I think like I'm really excited because I, so that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm scared about all these responsibilities lately, actually. Like the fact that you're bringing this up is mm. actually what I've been feeling lately. Mm. Like pretty scared about it. Um, but also Tate, Tate is the number one thing he wants to do is travel. And yep. so that's with me as well. That's cool. And that's in line <clears throat> with what you want. Yeah. yeah. So because like I have someone doing it with me, um, like we're a hundred percent, like we're, we're going to make it happen. Yeah, that's good. And, um, so I think. Because I think I think it's one of those, sorry to cut you off, but I think it's one of those things. If you want it enough, and then it doesn't happen, that's mm. going to be a regret. Yeah, you know, and you and we've all got regrets. I think uh, someone to say they don't have regrets is a very arrogant thing. I think yeah. I've got a ton of regrets. So there's lots of things I wish I'd done differently, and all that kind of stuff. And one of my, I think I've told you many times before, one of my biggest regrets is not traveling when I really wanted to, mm. because I don't I don't regret how my life panned out. Don't get me wrong. But I, it's this little nugget of like, oh, man, mm. when I was young and didn't have any responsibilities mm. was the perfect time to pack up and go, yeah. you know, because now it, you can't do that. Yeah. I can't. What am I going to do? Take my kids out of school for two years? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and come it, on, kids, let's go, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think what I sort of feel like, yeah, scared about responsibilities, but I think like like you say and like other people say like this is the perfect time when you don't have like it feels like all of a sudden I'm getting all these responsibilities but mm. it's like the time when I will have the least yeah and so I sort of want to live I just I really want I'm excited to live I really want to live a different sort of life mm. like I really don't want to be I really don't want to be doing what a lot of people do like yeah. I don't know what the I want to do to five slog and no blah, I really blah, blah. don't yeah. and yeah. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do but I sort of think that I want to like 
sort of like I, I want to say yes to a lot of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to travel and like say something happens and I meet someone and they're like, do you want to work here? Yes. Like I want to just try all different yeah. things. Absolutely. And yeah. Doing this course, it's not because I'm like, this is my career. It's because it's another notch in my belt. You Absolutely. know what I mean? That's good. And I, I just really want, good. I want, I just want experiences. And yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, when I look back over my working life, let's say, I think I, I feel very privileged to have a, a lot of the jobs I had. There was there were some jobs that were better than others and some jobs that were quite mind-numbing and some jobs that were very labour-intensive and all sort, I've done all sorts of things. But I actually feel very privileged for all the experiences because I think it led me to do what I'm doing now, which mm. is running my own humble little gardening business. And without, say, without doing sales, I probably wouldn't have had the confidence that I have now to go out and start my own business. Mm. If I hadn't have done the hard labor when I was doing landscaping, when I was um, digging trenches, all sorts of things, then I wouldn't have that gusto to be like, yeah, I love getting dirty and, and digging holes and all that. You know, so so all, what I'm saying is all these little things that have happened to me along the way have led me yeah. to this point. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's come from pushing myself and just putting my hand up mm. and going, yeah I'll, yeah, I'll do this. You yeah. know, I'll do that. I'll do this. Whatever it is. Um, like, uh, this is just a small thing. But when I was... Uh, my, my first main job was printing, like uh, silkscreen printing. And they asked me, they said, do you want to do a course in it? And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Mm. I didn't really understand what I was doing. So even in the course, I was lo- learning lots of big words and technical stuff. And I was like, I don't know what this means. Mm. But learning all that kind of stuff led me to becoming a product developer, which Mm. allowed me to use my imagination and creativity. Mm. And therefore, I was like, oh, okay. So a kind of like a little trigger or a little light went off in my head, went, oh, so you put the hard yards in, and this is what my dad had always said to me anyway, you put the hard yards in for a little bit, and then you get some gain, Mm. and then you learn. And like you say, it's another notch in your belt Mm. to then go here or there or everywhere. I think you're very, um, I think it's rare and you're very lucky if you're at school and you know exactly what you want to do mm. and you go and do that and you live happily ever after. I think that's extremely rare, yeah. you know? So I think the fact that you're, look, what you're telling me with your approach to lot to the next 10, whatever years, 20 years, I think that's great. Mm. I think that's the way it should be, you yeah. know? Um, I definitely can't see you being happy working at a nine to five office job or factory job just to... Yeah, like you say, like you said before, live for the weekend mm. and then that's your only time to feel good. Mm. You know, I think you're maybe similar to me where you've got to feel good about what you're doing yeah. each day, Definitely. every day. And and don't get me wrong, I my job can be very, very hard, but especially with weather and stuff like that, but I love it every mm. single day. I don't jump out of bed and go, yes, it's another working day. <laughs> I don't do that, but I also don't go, oh my God, it's Monday tomorrow. Yeah. And I've done that. I've been in that position but I don't anymore. Mm. I go, ah, no, what am I doing tomorrow? Mm. You know? And that's, that's a, for me personally, that's a dream come true. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think that's a solid plan. Mm. So I think it's normal for you to be scared of the future, but don't be so scared that you, or don't be so shy that you miss out on mm. what you want to do, mm. you know? And that's, that's the key. Mm. That's the key. Yeah. Any mm. final thoughts for tonight's show, Kiki? Did you enjoy the show? I did. I really did. I really tried not to, I think we talked about this on the break that you're a big talker. Yeah. I'm a big talker, but I really tried to make sure I gave you space as well because yeah. I can dominate a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really <laughs> conscious of making sure, no, 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 I want to hear what you've got to say and everything as yeah. well. So. Well, I was pretty nervous and I had some dot points to talk about, but then I went through like one of them. 
because oh, we just we, we can, were talking. Um, we can do another episode. No, no, no. What I'm saying oh. is we just, it was on a roll and that's what I liked. Like, oh, I didn't okay, feel yeah, like cool. I had to like be like, okay, let's talk about this now. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just flowing. I know you've only ever listened to the episode that you were on once many, many years <laughs> ago. Uh, but that's generally how me and Warren roll with every episode. Like, yeah. so it's literally fly on the wall. So it's just like me and him chatting yeah. and other people happen to be listening to yeah. it if they tune in or whatever. Sometimes we might, um, there might be certain things we want to talk about, like certain subject matters or whatever. But um, most of the time, I'd say, especially these days, it's just just chatting. Mm. How was your week? Yeah, good. And then we end up going on some weird tangent and laughing and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So, yeah, no, but it's been good. Um, Yeah, we'll definitely get you back another time. Maybe me and B-Was can have a chat with you. And maybe one day we can convince Tate to jump on board as well. I think if he listens to this, maybe, if you convince him to, um, I think he'll realise that it's... It's fun. It's chill. It's just cool and yeah. easy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Well, uh, you want to say goodbye to your fans? Yeah, thank you for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're just here for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Be good to yourselves. Be good to your goats. Ooh.